share, we are live and staff is ready when you are. Thank you. Uh, good evening. Welcome to the Wednesday, June 15th, 2022 Preservation Commission meeting. Uh, meeting is called to order. Uh, clerk, please call the roll. Thank you, Chair. Members, at this time, please unmute and turn on your video. Commissioner Carter is currently absent. Commissioner Herrick. Here. Commissioner Slavkin. Here. Vice Chair Miller. Here. And Chair Valonia. Here. Thank you. We do have quorum. Great. Uh, so for members of the public who wish to join, uh, please refer to the agenda for the Zoom link. Once you've joined the meeting, uh, if you wish to speak on an item, please use the raise your hand feature uh, when the item comes uh, begins to provide public comment and um, when it is time the clerk will call on you and you will have two minutes uh, all of the options for providing public comment are listed with directions on the agenda for tonight's meeting as well so with that um, we will move on in the agenda to the land acknowledgement uh, please rise for these opening acknowledgements in honor of sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands to the original people of this land, the Nisenan people, the Southern Maidu, Valley and Plains, Miwok, Putwin, Wintun peoples, and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe. May we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather together today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contributions, and lives. Thank you. And please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance led by Vice Chair Miller. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. So we will now move on to tonight's agenda and there are no changes to the agenda. There is one item on the consent calendar, approval of the minutes from the May 18th meeting. Uh, Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on the consent calendar? Thank you very much, Chair. I have no members of the public with their hands raised to make comment on the consent calendar tonight. Great. Uh, are, are there any comments or questions from the commissioners? And can I have a motion to approve the consent calendar? I'll make the motion. Thank you. I have a motion by Commissioner Herrick. Uh, do I have a second? A second. Thank you. Second by Commissioner Slavkin. Uh, clerk, please take the roll. Thank you, Chair. Members, again, please unmute and turn on your video. Commissioner Carter is absent. Commissioner Herrick. Yes. Commissioner Slavkin. Yes. Vice Chair Miller. Yes. And Chair Bologna. Yes. Thank you. That motion passes. Item two is the ordinance listing 2722 Coleman Way, the Affleck Thomas Abbott House as a landmark on the Sacramento Register of Historic and Cultural Resources. Um, and this is, will open the public hearing. Are there any um, commissioner Disclosures or recusals. Okay, great. All right, thank you, Chair Valonia. Um, we have Henry Fuse here to present the staff report for this item. Uh, Henry, if you would. Thank you, Director DeCourcy. I please excuse me while I share my screen. Um, so here we, do you see the full presentation is showing? It, um, can someone confirm that for me? No. No. I just see you, Henry. Sorry about that. No. 
that work now? Yeah. All right, great, thank you. Um, so here we have the Affleck Thomas Abbott House landmark nomination for 2722 Coleman Way. It is file number M22003. Um, so the house itself was built in 1932. It's a residential property located in Curtis Park. You can see in the map there on the left, I've uh, located the building. Um, we are listing it under three criteria of significance that I will go into in a moment. And it, the historic evaluation was provided by, uh, provided by an owner-initiated evaluation process um, by historic environment consultants. So our first criteria of listing is criterion two. Um, for its association with a significant person in Sacramento. Augustus J. Affleck was a local pharmacist, chemist, and biologist. He owned local pharmacies, uh, one of which was located at 10,008 uh, 10th Street, called A.J. Affleck Drugs. I've attached a photograph of the interior on the left side. Um, he was also significant for his association with law enforcement in Sacramento during the early days of forensic analysis because the local law enforcement agencies did not have uh, their own dedicated laboratories. So they um, contracted with, with uh, Mr. Affleck to um, perform forensic analysis for crime scenes. Um, so with that, we are listing it for his association um, with the history of Sacramento under criterion two. Under criterion three, we are listing it for its uh, significant architecture. Um, the building is Monterey variation of the Spanish colonial revival style. You can see an example of the Monterey variation on the left side in the diagram, which is very, very close resemblance to the building itself. Um, identifying features of the building are its balcony with stick style balusters, its tiled hip roof, its panel door, its brickwork, and its casement windows, which are very, um, and along with the shutters that are uh, located on the sides of the windows. So with that, it is, is being listed under criterion three for its architectural significance. Under criterion four, we are listing it for its association with its uh, association with master architect, Perry T. Code. Um, he was the assistant state architect for California from 1926 to 1958. And this is a very uh, rare example of his residential work, one of the only two that are known. Uh, one of which was his own personal house. He was friends with the owner of the, uh, the original owner of this house, Augustus Affleck, and um, this was a rare example. So he, um, he's also a prominent architect. He worked under Julia Morgan, the, the um, very famous architect. So with that, we are listing under criterion four for its architecture. Um, staff has received no comments in support or against the project. So with that, staff recommends the Preservation Commission make a recommendation to City Council that 2722 Coleman Way is eligible for listing on the Sacramento Register. Thank you. Thank you. And would the, are the, uh, the owners here and would they like to say anything? I did see the owners online. Um, Tina or Bill, would you like to say anything? Um, just, you know, we support it, obviously. It's our home, we love it. Um, we're the second owners and we respect who the first owners were and we hope you're listening. Thank you. Um, are there any commissioner questions? Okay. And uh, Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. I have no members of the public with their hands raised to make comment on this item tonight. Thank you. And are there any commissioners who like to discuss? I think it's uh, uh, certainly an interesting home and the tie to the state architect's office is uh, also quite fascinating and certainly is a textbook example of the style, <laughs> uh, which is uh, very interesting as well. So I think this is a, a great, great uh, listing for us. Um, so if there's no discussion, um, is there a motion to move staff's recommendation? I'll make, I'll make the motion. motion to move. Oh, go ahead. No, <laughs> you were there first. Go for it. I'll second. All right. <laughs> well then, yeah, I'll make the motion to move it forward. Thank I'll you. I'll second the motion. 
<laughs> Thank you. I have a motion by Commissioner Herrick uh, and a second by uh, Vice Chair Miller closing the public hearing. Uh, clerk, please take the roll. Thank you, Chair. Members, again, please unmute and turn on your video. Commissioner Carter is absent. Commissioner Herrick? Yes. Commissioner Slavkin? Yes. Vice Chair Miller? Yes. And Chair Bologna? Yes. Thank you. That motion passes. Thank you. So we'll move to the discussion calendar. Uh, item three is the Historic Preservation Incentives Ad Hoc Subcommittee. Uh, Director DeCourcy, we'll pass to you. Yes, thank you, Chair Volania. I just have a few remarks on this item. Um, no, no PowerPoint slides or anything. Um, just, a, just a few words to summarize the uh, recommendation. So um, the city's in the process of decommissioning Sacramento Heritage, as you may know. Uh, Sacramento Heritage has traditionally served to study and recommend ways to improve the city's historic preservation incentive programs. Some examples of these include the Historic Places Grant Program or the Bronze Plaque Program. Um, staff is recommending the Preservation Commission form an ad hoc subcommittee and appoint at least two members to that committee that would study these incentives along with the city's application of the Historical Building Code, Preservation Density Bonus, the Mills Act Program, and other incentives uh, and return with recommendations to improve the department's programs for incentivizing historic preservation and adaptive reuse of the city's historic resources. Um, that concludes my remarks. I'm ready to uh, answer any questions you have about this recommendation. Thank you. Uh, Madam Clerk, are there any public comments on this item? Yes, Chair, we do have a hand raised to make comment tonight. Mr. Barry Boyd. Hello, can everyone hear me? Yes, yeah. we can. Thank you very much. Um, trying to connect a different device that was gonna work a little bit better. But with that said, I do have a, a question in, in the presentation uh, that was just given, I believe I heard the wording, um, they he would like to propose that at least two members, but I thought I had read in the agenda uh, seeking to have only two members to that my opinion is to have at least um, the maximum amount of members that can form an ad hoc, which is what I believe um, one member less than 50% of the total of the commission. Um, having just two people, it's, a, um, it's limiting in the discussion. In my opinion, the more the merrier. Um, so to that, I'm just offering for clarification, if what is being proposed uh, stands as would like at least two members, or is it uh, the request being only two members for the ad hoc committee? Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Chair, I have no other hands raised to make comment on this item. Okay, great, thank you. Uh, Director DeCourcy, could you elaborate a little bit on the makeup of the, the subcommittee? Um, yes, uh, so our uh, recommendation for at least two members uh, to be, or no more than two members to be appointed is intended to avoid any Brown Act violation. Um, currently we are two members short on the Preservation Commission. And so um, to avoid a quorum of members being present, um, we are recommending two members to, on that commission or on this committee. However, um, we are intending to, similar to the, uh, the subcommittee we formed last meeting uh, to focus on the African-American Experience Grant, we are intending to add members of the public and uh, specifically preservation professionals to this subcommittee. Um, as the commenter mentioned, uh, more the merrier. I agree with that sentiment, especially um, studying such a broad range of incentive programs. Um, I would like to staff this this committee with a robust group of, of voices from the public and the pr preservation community to uh, to study this issue so that we can come up with the best recommendations for the city uh, possible. Great, thank you. Yeah, I think it's um, 
So at this point, it's two from the Preservation Commission, and then uh, we will see uh, the interest outside of that, which we think will be, um, I think, uh, pretty, I think I expect a lot of interest. This is it's a really important uh, topic, and uh, certainly professionals have a lot of opinions on this. I know I do, uh, as a person practicing in this profession. Uh, so for the commissioners, the so the um, the uh, recommendation is twofold. One is to create the ad hoc subcommittee, and then second is to appoint uh, no more than two members of the commission. So for commissioners, uh, you are allowed to serve on multiple ad hoc committees if you would like. Uh, you are allowed to have a partial term if uh, you are either terming out or end up not being able to commit to it, that's um, okay. And we uh, do expect to have new commissioners joining later this year. So um, we can have this brought back uh, later this year when we have more members to uh, gauge their interest in case uh, they would like to join. So um, commissioners, are there any other questions or comments on this? Um, any interest just straight out? No, I just want to say, I think this is fantastic. Um, this is, I know there's a lot of great work being done uh, in different cities around the country and exploring different preservation alternatives. And um, certainly while um, SAC Heritage has been sort of an institution in the community and in some ways it's, it's sad to see them go, um, I appreciate the new direction and uh, certainly a little more clarity on that situation. So. Yeah, this is a great opportunity. Um, very exciting for the community. And I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of lively discussion with the different stakeholders as we go forward. Definitely. Uh, any other commissioner comments or anyone who is interested in joining this one? I mean, I'm pretty passionate, so I'd be interested, but I'd also don't wanna <laughs> take all the ad hoc committee spots. So um, I'll, I'll let other people chime in if, uh, if they'd like. Okay, thank you. That's maybe a good segue for me um, just to kind of say where I stand on it. Um, so I, I am terming out from the commission in December. And so I'd, I'd be open to uh, being on the subcommittee until that time. But I guess at that time when I'm termed out, I'd like to be able to pass that on to somebody else. Um, so my, my initial uh, take on it is that I would uh, prefer to pass on the committee. But, uh, you know, with that said, if there is a need, uh, I can fill that role um, for the time frame being from now until the end of the year, basically. Commissioner uh, Miller, if I could add, um, as Chair Valanya mentioned, there are two um, preservation commissioners, and I'll address this in greater detail in my um, director's report, but that are making their way through the nomination process and appointment process. So we do hope to have them seated. So um, it it is possible for you to um, to volunteer for the committee and then um, direct staff to bring this back once those commissioners are seated to give them an opportunity um, to take over uh, your position since you are terming out. So that is an option if the commissioners would like to to go that direction. Thank you. So it sounds like uh, Commissioner Herrick is interested in this and I think has a, um, again, certainly a bit of experience seeing these run through projects and what these incentives do for uh, owners and developers. So uh, that could be a great option as well. Uh, and I'm certainly interested there. Again, they are very, um, uh, applicable and certainly um, important topics right now um, with the cost of building to make it as doable for others um, in the city. So uh, Commissioner Herrick, if you're if you're interested, I think that could be a great option. And then um, Vice Chair Miller, I know you you will term out. So if um, if you would like to bow out, I'm happy to sit on it. Um, again, knowing that um, we can 
we will bring new people on as uh, later this year since I will term out as well. Um. Yeah, I would certainly defer to you, um, Chair Villani. I think you've probably by far got the more expertise in the topic matter than I do. <laughs> but. I feel like you've seen quite a few of these move through as well over the years, but um, I, uh, yeah, I think that um, we, uh, you've, you, we, yes, you have done your service, and um, this is this is one that is probably um, uh, welcome. You're welcome to pass on, uh, given the time timing of it. Uh, okay, so. With that, uh, I think that we would like to uh, direct staff to bring this back later in the year uh, when we do have new members and uh, can give them a chance to uh, consider this as well. Um, but we can get it going in the meantime. Uh, so I believe I would, uh, we do need to vote on this. And again, it's to form the subcommittee and then uh, it would be to appoint Commissioner Herrick and myself uh, for this initial uh, subcommittee. I'll make a motion to create the committee and place the two of you on it. Thank you. I have a motion from Commissioner Slavkin, a second. I will second the motion. Thank you. Second by Vice Chair Miller. Uh, clerk, please call the roll for vote. Thank you. Members, again, please uh, unmute and turn on your video. Commissioner Carter is absent. Commissioner Herrick? Yes. Commissioner Slavkin? Yes. Vice Chair Miller? Yes. And Chair Volania? Yes. Thank you. That motion passes. Great. Thank you. Uh, item four is the status update for the African American Cultural Heritage Black History Grant Project. Uh, I don't know, Director DeCourcier, uh, not sure who's taking this first. Yeah, thank you, uh, Chair Volania. So um, I have a presentation that I will share, and uh, I have Carson Anderson here, and uh, he and I are going to give a joint presentation on this item. So um, let me just give me a moment to share my screen. All right, can you see my uh, presentation here? Yes. Okay, terrific. All right, so as a reminder, uh, in 2021, staff applied and received uh, a $50,000 grant from the National Trust for Historic Preservation uh, from the African American Heritage Action Fund. The goal of the project we proposed it was to document the African-American experience in Sacramento from the city's early history to the recent past. Um, I'm going to uh, turn it over to Carson, who's going to give a more detailed project description and um, go through the various elements included in the project. Can everyone hear me? Yes. All right, very good. Thank you, Director DeCourcy. Uh, so there are, as you can see on the screen, six uh, key components <laughs> to the project, six main deliverables. Uh, the first will be an in-depth historic research work uh, done by a number of parties. So some of the students who are part of the public history program at Sacramento State are going to be involved in this effort. Um, they have contributed uh, oral history interviews with some of the community elders, and we now have those oral histories available. Um, we also foresee that there will be individuals in the community volunteers who will step up from the community who will want to help uh, gathering some of the research for the project. Uh, and of course, the historic consultant, Paige and Turnbull, will have a role in partnering with the city in uh, putting together the historic context statement and some of the other tasks that I'm going to be with you about in a moment. 
So I touched upon the oral histories, which were done by uh, the students at Sacramento State. Uh, we also foresee, based on our first community partners uh, meeting, which took place on June the 8th last week, a larger role for uh, these oral histories. We heard very loudly and clearly from the community that they think this would be a very important part of the project. Uh, so we will uh, be reporting back to you in the future about how this additional component shapes up. Um, we also have the support of Sacramento State students in uh, preparing a series of thematic uh, research papers that touch upon the history of Blacks in both Sacramento and within California. That information has also been provided to staff. So we will be making that available to uh, Paige and Turnbull, our consultants. Um, the key task sort of bolded on, on the uh, there is the preparation of the African-American historic context statement. Uh, that will be kind of the heavy lifter in terms of pulling together all of this information gathered from these various um, buckets of information, looking at the oral histories and uh, putting together that information into a, a, a single document. Preceding the uh, production of the formal historic context will be a uh, historic context outline that's not specifically mentioned on the slide that you're looking at, but that will be the first step in sort of formating uh, the structure for the historic context statement, the content and whatnot. Um, in addition, the consultant will be preparing a uh, historic property survey methodology framework, which will help us in the in-gathering of uh, information gathered from our historic surveys. And then sorry for my dog in the background who is scratching on the door to the room that I'm in. Uh, historic properties field survey evaluation work will be done. It'll be spearheaded by the cultural resource management class at Sacramento State this winter. Uh, and then uh, supplemented by volunteer efforts and whatever support staff can provide. I'm going to hand things back to Director DeCourcy. All right, thank you, Carson. Um, so this, I'm gonna go over our uh, summary of our project schedule now. So the uh, Sacramento State students conducted the oral histories and the research seminar class actually in the spring of 2021. So that part of the project uh, as Carson mentioned, is already completed. The, uh, the, that was dictated by the student schedule. Um, so since that time, we've released an RFP. Um, we've evaluated those proposals, selected a historic consultant. Carson will tell you a little more about that on the next slide. But um, we have selected our consultant, and now we're getting going on the uh, research and the draft historic context and the historic context outline. This summer, um, we'll be conducting uh, the bulk of our public outreach and um, the, while the consultants develop their uh, draft historic context and then this um, other effort of uh, documenting people's stories um, and additional oral histories that we received feedback from the uh, public at our meeting that should really be a part of the project. So I'll go into that uh, in greater detail in a moment. Um, so following the uh, following the, the holidays going into the uh, going into uh, 2023, we'll be um, developing the we'll be building on that. Well, the consultants will be building on the historic context draft to develop a survey methodology, and then the students will from Sacramento State uh, Public History Program graduate students will be uh, conducting intensive level survey of as many properties as there are students in the class. So that's typically from 12 to 18 students will um, conduct intensive level survey work overseen by and reviewed by the consultants. And then those potentially will become landmark nominations as sort of our first um, oh, sort of official uh, uh, product to come out of this um, out of this effort are the uh, landmark nominations associated with those those properties. 
and then um, the final draft of the historic context will be developed um, going into the late spring and early summer of 2023. So the, uh, the public outreach is primarily the responsibility of city staff and the in the preservation commission in meetings like this and so um that will be uh and i should mention and our project partners who have uh shown real enthusiasm for publicizing the project and helping us with our outreach so this uh that effort will be ongoing uh, at various stages throughout the project and like i mentioned it's ramping up this summer to get the word out about the project and get people involved and then um it'll uh it'll sort of ramp up towards the towards the final uh dra as we move towards the final draft and review of the uh of the various drafts that come out of um the consultants work and public uh, feedback so um the next slide uh carson's going to tell you a little bit about our consultant selection process so meet our consultants and meet our proposal uh, review committee so on the left we have uh, our um, consultant lead project manager on the left, it's Claire Finn. Um, to her right is a person who you know well from her service on the Preservation Commission, uh, uh, Dr. Karu Bounds, who's one of advisors, project advisors uh, to the project. Um, she will play a really important role, we think, in uh, some of the trainings that we foresee going on at Sacramento State, uh, interfacing with the uh, cultural resources management students to talk about uh, how to go about the work of doing the intensive historic resources survey uh, work that they'll be undertaking in early uh, 2023. And bottom is Dr. Damani Fisher, um, who is a history PhD, uh, a, a member of a well-regarded uh, family in the Black community. I grew up in Oak Park. And um, one of his contributions to our effort will be his masterful dissertation on the history of housing segregation and redlining here in Sacramento during the 19th and the early 20th century. So uh, Dr. Fisher is part of the uh, project advisory team. On the right, you see the members of our uh, proposal review committee. You see Sean and I in the upper right there. Uh, and then to the left is uh, Bridget Williams, who is a longstanding and well-regarded member of the community and of our uh, building division. Uh, Chair Villania to the, on the bottom left there, and Lynette Hall, who is the city's public outreach um, officer and also a longstanding member of the Oak Park community with deep roots in, in the Black community here. Um, we uh, decided we would want to have this uh, proposal review committee look at the proposals because there were some concerns raised by the by the Black community about having a fair and open process, allowing uh, as many people as wanted to be able to bid on this effort and to uh, consider some of the social um, equity concerns in terms of uh, how we look at proposals, how we look at the contributions made by volunteers from the community and those people who would work with us as uh, community captains in, um, in pushing forward our public engagement efforts. So um, the proposal review, I think, is an important reflection of our effort to try and respond to those concerns that were raised. So, uh, Director DeCourcy, I'm going to let you do the next slide. All right, thank you, Carson. So, um, so I wanted to get into a little more detail about the um, response that uh, that Director Anderson summarized um, in response to this feedback that we received early on. So, um, so we we not only heard uh, heard these concerns when we uh, issued our RFP early on, uh, but we continued to hear iterations. Um, 
from the uh, from our project partners meeting, which was held last week, um, about how this project should be structured, what is important um, in this uh, in this effort, and what we um, we really we we heard during this meeting is that um, community members' voices and stories need to be uh, front and center in the project. So. Um, we I did, we worked with Preservation Sacramento, uh, one of our project partners, and they committed to providing additional funding. Um, and then staff uh, identified a supplemental grant opportunity from the National Trust for Historic Preservation. Our proposal um, was to compensate individuals who are willing to make a sustained effort to improve the project. Um, the subject matter experts, uh, as you may recall from your last meeting, subject matter experts would participate on the ad hoc subcommittee of the Preservation Commission. They would be involved in reviewing draft documents, um, and that would be one component of the additional funding. Um, the other, um, the other participants in the project are, are the community liaisons, um, and. This, uh, we are working, we're working, we're focusing primarily on uh, elevating these community liaison positions um, in response to the public feedback we received at the meeting um, that black voices and recent memories should be prominently featured during the project and go beyond, well beyond the limited scope of the oral history component. So we're envisioning working with community liaisons to identify um, important families, uh, important individuals who are willing to share their stories and in sort of a crowdsourced or story core way um, to allow people to record their own family stories in short video clips. Um, and the community liaison would help us coordinate and identify the people who uh, would be willing to volunteer to share those stories. So the community liaisons would receive a stipend for their assistance in the identification. And then um, we're working on a program to train those individuals, probably through the use of a, of a video, a produced video that we can then distribute to participants that will teach them, one, how to record these stories, two, how to um, record and submit their family documents, uh, such as photographs, um, or, or actual written uh, material and how to submit those back in to be considered in the pro during the project. Um, but then also to, to step them through the process of actually uploading them to our, uh, to our site in, in an organized way. And so it'll be a digital submittal that they'll be conducting. So we are working out the details of this proposal now um, and whether or not we receive the grant, which would um, be a total of $10,000, Preservation Sacramento has graciously committed the $5,000, whether we're successful in the grant proposal or not. We should know by July 1st whether or not we are successful uh, in the grant proposal. So the subject matter experts, we may have to, um, we may, it may depend on uh, whether we receive the grant on whether we can compensate subject matter experts for their participation um, or if Preservation Sacramento is willing to or another group is willing to contribute additional money if we're unsuccessful with the grant. Um, but if we're successful with the grant, then we can uh, move forward with that additional uh, compensation for those individuals. So we're working hard to uh, make this as successful as it can be and respond to the feedback we're receiving. Um, and, uh, and I, I, it's a big responsibility. The feedback we received is that people are passionate, but really want this to be a successful project. And, um, we are working hard to, uh, to make that happen. Um, if any of the, uh, commissioners are interested, I will circulate, um, a link to the, uh, to the, um, meeting that we held. So we had it both virtually and um, and in person. So most people attended in person, but there is a recording um, with a, uh, a video of the meeting. So if you'd like to fast forward and listen to some of the conversations we had, um, I can forward that along to you. Um, 
the only uh, caveat is during the break, it sort of records every conversation <laughs> during the uh, during the break. So you'll have to skip through those parts. Um, but so with that, that concludes our uh, presentation and our update on the African American Experience Grant. Um, we both Carson and I are available to answer uh, any questions that the commissioners may have. Great, thank you. Um, Madam Clerk, is there any uh, members of the public wishing to speak on this item? Yes, thank you, Chair. I do have a member of the public with their hand raised to make comment. Barry Boyd. Please go ahead. Mr. Boyd, I've given you the ability to unmute. Thank you. I'm not certain if I'm having difficulty. Can you hear me now? We can. Fantastic. Uh, I was starting to think to myself, maybe I was a little quick on the uh, trigger and raising my hand uh, if the chair was going to have the uh, commission speak first, but uh, here we go. Uh, I do have several questions. One, um, uh, full disclosure, I was a, uh, or was a um, uh, partner in one of the submissions to uh, that had submitted for the RFP for the consultantship of this project. Um, to that, I just wanted to make sure that was uh, put out there. But I do have several questions. One, I didn't hear anything of a meeting, uh, as Carson, uh, Mr. Anderson, excuse me, uh, stated that took place last week. Uh, to that, wh where was the, excuse me, where was the outreach done that would have informed the entire, um, city of Sacramento or those um, stakeholders that were interested in this project because again I am uh, well involved well engaged uh, what goes on in around Sacramento and I did not hear one iota of this particular meeting or else I yes I would have been in attendance um, of that meeting uh, with that I'll segue into is there um, or where can the information be found for anyone who wants to apply for the Project Review and Support Committee uh, member and the Recording Committee. Uh, I, for one, I know I would like to apply um, if I'm uh, eligible for the uh, Review and Support Committee. And to that, I see on the Review Committee, um, my question is, since this is an African heritage, uh, excuse me, a report being done on the history of African Americans here in Sacramento, um, befuddled a little to why the majority of the review panel isn't African-American as well as why wasn't the consultant uh, an African-American entity whose basis, base of uh, work is on individual history versus architecture. Yes, I understand Paige and Turnbull and the uh, breadth of what they do. I'm just Thank concerned. Thank you for your comments. Your time is complete. Please make your final comment. Certainly, since this is African-American and Paige and Turnbull will have the uh, final say, I just want to make sure that the truth is put out there. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Chair, I have no other members of the public with their hand raised to make comment tonight. Apologies. Thank you. <clears throat> uh, okay. Uh, could you, uh, Director DeCourcy, just maybe uh, I was curious too on the uh, the outreach meeting that was done. What that um, where that took place, and it sounds like you are engaging people to help kind of identify locations and groups. But um, if there's anyone else uh, listening who might be also interested in applying for these committees, um, that might be helpful to provide here. Sure. Um, so the so. The public outreach meeting that was conducted was actually our project partners meeting. So it was a, uh, so I should, let me step back. The, um, so we applied for this grant from the National Trust. Uh, we applied for, um, uh, we applied for $80,000. We were granted um, $50,000. And one of the ways that we intended to sort of bridge that gap was to engage a series of project partners so we have the Black Chamber of Commerce, we have uh, the Sacramento Observer newspaper, um, Oak Park Neighborhood Association, um, uh, Shiloh Baptist Church. There's a whole, and actually there's a, a list of the project partners who 
um, who engaged us, engaged with us during the application process to the National Trust, attached to the staff report for this item, if you'd like to see a list of those entities, Sacramento State, which has been mentioned, um, among others. So our um, meeting that was held was not a public meeting per se. It was not um, intended to engage the public. We have a series of public meetings planned um, in the in this summer, in the coming months, to um, that will be uh, true public meetings. But this was a chance for us to, because there has been some time, as you saw, we applied for this in 2021. Um, there has been some time that has passed since the application uh, and the partner's original commitments to participate and now. So our meeting was to really re-engage those project partners and let them know sort of how the how the scope has been refined, how it's changed, um, that we that we've we've put out the RFP and selected our consultants and now here's sort of where we are and um, where we're going. Uh, on the project. So it wasn't a public meeting per se. So that's why um, the commenter did not receive a public notice because we sent a limited invitation out to our project partners and a few other groups that had been identified, but uh, but they sent representatives. So it wasn't individual uh, invites to individuals. It was sent to the groups, um, the contacts at the groups that we had, and then they sent uh, either the person that we had been working with or a representative from that group. So that's the uh, explanation for that. Uh, but we will definitely have public uh, outreach. That's one of the items that we're actually working on now is to um, build a true inclusive um, public uh, list of all stakeholders that we can find. So we'll definitely add Mr. Boyd uh, to that list. Um, and that sort of leads us to the second item um, about applying for and serving on the subcommittee. So one of the items we were working on is how to compensate the, um, the subcommittee uh, members who served on the, on the subcommittee. It looks like that's gonna have to wait till we determine if we're successful in the um, supplemental grant that we're applying for. So what we may um, what we may do is we have not stood up an application process uh, to apply to serve on the committee, but that's something we hope to do um, literally in the coming weeks. Among the other things that we're trying to uh, accomplish on a fairly tight uh, time frame, but we would like to get um, and we discussed this with the uh, with the, the two members of the commission who are on the ad hoc committee is that we are going to um, get an application process stood up. Um, it will probably be uncompensated at first, but it sounds like there's interest uh, from Mr. Boyd, and there's probably interest among others to serve on that committee. So we will get that, um, that process uh, uh, formalized, and because we, uh, we definitely need more voices on that committee right now, it's just sort of planning for when we have a full committee um, because it's just the two members that the commission appointed at their last meeting for now. So we didn't talk about too much uh, in terms of business, but more just, okay, what are the next steps for, for getting a committee that can actually uh, review some of these deliverables as they come in and provide feedback to the consultants. Um, the last item on the, um, on the uh, proposal review committee. Um, so, I mean, just in terms of, uh, I don't, just in terms of, of black faces on the committee. So we did have three African-Americans on the committee and there were two white, uh, two white panelists on the selection committee. So there were more African-Americans and there were white people if we're counting uh, committee members. Uh, that was intentional. We did want to have uh, a diverse committee with, with more African-Americans uh, than, than other, uh, other groups represented. And, um, we reviewed the proposals. Uh, I think we put together a pretty fair and unbiased process and uh, the committee unanimously agreed that the best proposal that was submitted was by Page and Turnbull. Um, and so we did try to uh, remain unbiased and select the best uh, proposal out of the proposals that were submitted. And um, Lynette Hall actually attested during our project partners meeting um, to that, that, you know, while she understands the, uh, the optics of selecting a consulting firm, 
that uh, is largely uh, Caucasian, the um, subject matter experts that they've brought in to support their team uh, are an attempt to address that that shortcoming, and um, and they put together by far the best proposal um, and can are most qualified to do the work, at least judging by their proposal and their past projects. So um, that's sort of how the process uh, the process worked, and um, we do think that uh, we selected the best consultant who will give us the best uh, end product for this fairly small grant that we're working with. So that's another consideration is it's a very small uh, amount. So we wanted to get the best product uh, available. If I could just add to, um, and it was the unanimous agreement of the proposal review committee that Page and Turnbull had by far the best proposal. There was no, there was no controversy about this point. Everyone, every single person said it's the strongest proposal. So I wanted to highlight that point. And I also want to, building upon what uh, Director DeCourcy said earlier about our community partners meeting, we're going to be working with our community partners to deepen our outreach within the Black community. That's why I have a diverse array of organizations and individuals who have been identified and contacted and, and, and engaged our community partners. They have the Rolodexes, they have the uh, string of people out in the community contact so that when we do get to a later stage in the project where we're going to have a series of uh, a community uh, um, engagement meetings, we will have the benefit of their insight and their information in doing a thorough job of, of outreach to the community. Uh, and Mr. Boyd, you actually are on the list. We have a list that we continually update of people who are interested in the project who might want to serve in some capacity, as well as our list of community partners. And you're already on that list, so you will be notified going forward about the um, public engagement efforts in, in the near future. So thank you for your comments. Thank you. I, I know that this is, uh, it took a while to get started, but this is really moving uh, quite quickly now. So uh, getting all of this set up this summer is uh, really uh, essential to uh, making this a success. Are there any uh, commissioners who would like to speak on this item? Any questions for the team? Yeah, I have a question. Speaking of how much is going on, I'm curious how the intern hiring process is going and um, just where things stand on that. Yes, thank you, Commissioner Slapkin. Um, that was actually the first item on my, um, on my director's report, but it's a great opportunity to address it here uh, because it does relate so closely to this project. So um, you may be aware we were recruiting uh, two preservation interns and we have uh, made offers and had them accepted for two, uh, two interns that were specifically recruited to assist with the African-American Experience Project, as well as um, the Eichler Historic District nomination um, as sort of a supplemental project that we're working on. Um, these interns, I, we think were highly qualified and, um, and gave uh, and really uh, presented themselves well during our interview process that I think we had uh, eight or nine applicants and we interviewed about uh, six people um, to select these these two interns uh, and they have both started uh, this week this was their first week although they both attended our uh, our project partners meeting um, on their very first day so um, that was pretty exciting uh, that they you know got cleared to work that morning and then attended the the public meeting that night so it was uh, and we're, uh, we, we introduced them at the meeting and they had a round of applause for, uh, for stepping up and attending on their, their very first night. So it was, uh, that was exciting. So I'll tell you a little bit about them. Um, Kristen Ross, uh, she attends American River College. She's taking classes in history, ethnic studies, and sociology. Um, Ashley Green attends Sacramento State University. 
uh, and works as a paralegal. She's majoring in history, uh, and during her during her coursework, she designed an interpretive public history installation focusing on the legacy of black slavery in California. Uh, we're extremely excited to welcome these two interns to the team, and we look forward to their contributions for this summer and beyond. Um, as a side note, both are uh, young African-American women. That's great. Glad to hear it. And that's, that's so fun about their first day, getting to, especially in the COVID world, getting to really be together with the community on your very first day is fun. Yeah, thank you. It was one of the first public meetings uh, in person that the, I think we've done one other public meeting as a department um, focused on the Stockton Boulevard specific plan, but this was the second public meeting that's occurred. Uh, and as I mentioned, it was a product partners meeting, so a little different, but um, it was great to see people, meet people, uh, hear the passion that you don't necessarily always get over Zoom. So it was exciting. Thank you. Uh, any other commissioner questions or comments? And I expect with the uh, with the subcommittee and again how fast this is moving that there will be likely uh, updates at each of our preservation commission meetings. Is that? We plan um, we plan to bring back updates. Um, as uh, appropriate. There wasn't really, as I mentioned, we sort of just discussed business and how to add members to the subcommittee and how that would work. Um, and um, so, yeah, we plan to bring back a formal update uh, as we have information to report on. So the first project deliverable is an outline of the, of the historic context. And so that will be the first review that will uh, occur by the committee and so that will probably be the first uh the first update that we come back with and that will be uh it will be in about six weeks we'll have um we'll have a chance to review that come back to the full commission okay great um that may align just perfectly with the august meeting um excellent okay i will ask one more time any other questions or comments from the commission Okay, um, I think this is, I mean, it's exciting. We all know that uh, that this is huge and incredibly important. I think the one piece that stood out is all of the oral histories that will be um, a part of this. And um, I think with the, our, the overall talented team and volunteers, um, that will really help to um, just add that depth to this project in general. I know that those can also be really tricky to gather and get sign-offs from those who actually give those so that you can use them. So I think that the uh, that part will be maybe a little bit tricky through the crowdsourcing approach, um, but we'll look forward to seeing that um, as it develops. Okay, well, this is uh, item is review and comments. So if there's nothing else from any commissioners, um, we will move on. Okay, so the uh, next item is the commissioner comments, ideas, questions. Uh, are there any commissioners who would like to speak? Okay. Uh, the uh, California Preservation Foundation Conference was last week. So I think uh, Director DeCourcy will mention that as well, but it was a really great conference which with a couple of Sacramento buildings being uh, featured as well. So always nice um, in a statewide conference to see that. Um, so let's see, the next item is public comments, matters not on the agenda. Uh, Clark, do we have any members of the public wishing to speak? Yes, Chair, we do have a member of the public who wishes to make comment, Mr. Barry Boyd. Apologies, Mr. Boyd, I just gave you the ability to unmute and there you are. Okay, are we uh, all on the same track now? Yes, we are, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Uh, don't wanna be the domineering uh, public speaker today, but 
Oh, well, uh, just uh, I have a lot of questions in regards to the uh, African-American history Sacramento project, um, but I won't ask that at this time other than this this particular question as that um, in the presentation it was stated that Sacramento students in spring of 2021 have already conducted um, I guess a block or a majority um, um, I'm paraphrasing of uh, oral histories that are going to be implemented or up for review to be implemented into this project. To that, um, I became aware of this project in winter 2022, um, January-ish, uh, somewhere in there, February-ish uh, uh, of, of, of that nature. Uh, so my question is, who were the individuals chosen to be interviewed for um, their oral history by the Sac State students back in the spring when this project wasn't brought to the public light until winter of 22. Now, with that, I'll, I'll make the comment that if this could have been a school project for Sac State's class, and then from that, it grew out of uh, uh, Sacramento receiving that um, Minin School uh, $50,000 grant to do history. Yes, Sacramento isn't responsible for that. It was a grant given to that. Uh, Sacramento, the city of Sacramento gives out $250,000 to $500,000 consultant um, fees to different entities. And I'm, so, I'm not surprised, but it, it's Sacramento should have matched at the minimal, but actually put forward a amount that would actually respect um, a, a thorough uh, account of African-American history here in the city of Sacramento. So with that, uh, I conclude I'm venting a little here as well. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Chair, I have no other members of the public with their hand raised to make comment tonight. Great, thank you. Okay, uh, we uh, will move on to the director's report. Uh, Director DeCourcy. Um, yes, thank you, Chair Valenia. So I, uh, I do have several items for the director's report this evening. I mentioned our preservation interns. Um, and then I did send out a um, update on the California Preservation Foundation conference uh, that occurred virtually last week uh, with a link to the presentations and materials. If you'd like to do any self-training or if you attended um, the conference and have any um, trainings that you'd like to report, please send them to me and I will include them for our CLG annual report next year. Um, I should add uh, that the, um, the Preservation Foundation Conference for next year is planned in Sacramento in person. So um, please mark your calendars for that. I don't believe they selected a date yet, but, um, but it will be in the spring as it normally is. And uh, it was actually planned, you may be aware, it was planned for the spring uh, before the pandemic and um, was canceled and has been virtual ever since. So they are uh, abiding by their word and bringing it back to Sacramento uh, again uh, now that we can meet in person. So that was the uh, idea when it was canceled um, the, before the pandemic. So we're excited about that. Um, we always play a prominent role uh, as the host city when that has uh, has been in Sacramento. I believe the last time it was in Sacramento was in 2007. Um, so it's it's been quite a while. Um, so next, I uh, would like to let you know that was uh, I believe it was mentioned during a previous item that uh, several nominees for the Preservation Commission vacancies are scheduled for the upcoming PNPE meeting. And so, if successful, those nominees will be forwarded to the City Council for appointment to the Commission. And these members could potentially be seated uh, by the August meeting. However, uh, with the break in July, the September uh, meeting is looking more likely. Um, and then the I wanted to note that the clerk's office has planned to resume in-person public meetings for boards and commissions at the September uh, meeting of the Preservation Commission. So please plan to attend that September meeting. Uh, in council chambers in New City Hall. Um, if you have any questions for the new commissioners specifically about 
the logistics about attending in-person meetings, uh, please send me an email or give me a call um, and I can give you some uh, tips and pointers for, uh, for attending those meetings uh, in person. Um, there may be uh, opportunity for hybrid meetings, but the clerk's office has not uh, made any announcements on those. So there may be an opportunity to, uh, for some commissioners to continue to com attend virtually, but um, I do encourage you to attend in person if possible, because um, there's nothing like an in-person meeting as we saw uh, last week. So this concludes my uh, comments for the director's report and I'm available to answer uh, any questions from the commission. Thank you. Any questions on the director's report? Okay, uh, then uh, this concludes tonight's agenda. Uh, thank you everyone. Uh, the meeting is adjourned. Have a good evening. Thank you. Thank you everyone.